It's time for the Hadit.com radio show. Hadit.com radio is an in-depth look at all things VA. If you need help with the VA, log on to Hadit.com. Now, here's your host, Gerald Cook. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, on this 28th day of, of August uh, 2014. My land this year is going by. Uh, we're here today with our uh, co-host, Jay Basser and uh, Berta Simmons. And uh, we're going to do some talking, uh, I believe, about... Uh, uh, you know, these educational benefits, as well as some other things here, but I'm hoping y'all uh, sit back and enjoy the broadcast, and call in if you have a question or comment. Our call-in number is 347-237-4819. Our call-in number, once again, is 347 Two, three, seven, four, eight, one, nine. How you doing today, John? I'm doing good today, Gerald. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing fine. How about you, Berta? You okay today? Oh, I'm just great, Gerald. And uh, I, I am a Chapter 35-er uh, familiar with our program, so maybe I can add some information to the well, show, you know? Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, uh, John, uh, how do you think that, you know, that Chapter 35 can be utilized by quite a, you know, uh, most veterans, all veterans, can't they? Well, you have to be rated, uh, according to the VA, you have to be rated 100% permanent total. And, oh, uh, okay, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. There's different chapters, uh. You've got Chapter 31 and uh, another chapter. These are uh, like the GI Bill. Yeah, okay. And different okay. issues. But the one that's specified for the edu- for Survivors Dependents Educational Assistance Program, or it's called the DEA, is Chapter 35. Uh-huh. And uh, this chapter provides education and training opportunities to eligible dependents of survivors of certain veterans. Um you can get you can get up to forty five months of full time benefits as a beneficiary of the DEA program, and uh, so it depends on what you know if you go full time or part time, and it all adjusts accordingly um, to qualify for the program. Okay, you must be a son, daughter, or spouse of a veteran who is permanently and totally disabled as a result or dies of a service-connected disability. Uh, It must arise or be aggravated by active service. A veteran with a permanent total service-connected disability who dies from any cause. A service member who died on active duty in the line of duty. A service member who is hospitalized or receiving outpatient treatment or services for service-connected disability and pending discharge from the military, a service member who is missing in action, captured in the line of duty by hostile force, or forcibly detained or interred in the line of duty by a foreign government or power. Okay. Reservists and Guard members who are activated for federal service 
or who die or become disabled while in a training status are considered veterans, commissioned officers of the Public Health Service and the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration are considered to be active duties members and veterans once they're discharged. Okay. Now, Berta has taken a lot of advantage of this to this uh, article. You know, I guess she went to she went to college with it, and I think uh, her daughter yeah, taking like advantage to... of it too. Go ahead, Berta. Your daughter go to college too, Berta, on this. Uh, uh, actually, she was eligible, and she got her certificate of eligibility. Uh, but she paid for a lot of her college herself. Oh, She's uh, saving her COE masters at, at the school I went to, uh, the American Military University. But she gained a lot of credit in service. Uh, she was U.S. Air Force Intel. So she only needs about six credits for her bachelor's degree. And, and so far has not even touched Chapter 35. Uh, but that was an excellent... Oh, go ahead, John. That was an excellent rundown, oh, by the way. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's so we much to, to all this. Yeah, there's so much to it. Um, there there are two new things. I think you did cover one of them. One new thing is that the tuition has gone up, and they, uh, what they pay is a stipend, and that usually increases because college tuition increases. And uh, there's a new uh, thing under Section 301. I think you covered it um, uh, because I think maybe your your information is um, more you know newer than mine. And I just had it here and I can't find it. Um, well, uh, my information I've got is just basic information, Bernie. It, uh, I don't. It didn't really dive into the actual. Uh, gears of the actual working program itself. It just yeah. tells, you know, tells who's eligible and things like that. But uh, with your help, we can dig into that stuff, and uh, you know, then we'll, we'll we'll tell them what it pays and uh, yeah, what schools and things. There's there's, all, there's a list of schools and everything. There is a schools, yeah. Uh, see that? Uh, maybe I misunderstood you, but that's an important thing too. Most colleges are VA approved. Uh, mm-hmm. But some are not, and I think some of them might be um, uh, Bible colleges. I'm not sure, but I don't think they're approved. Mm-hmm. And also a spouse is eligible to get a certificate if they don't mm-hmm. want to get a degree. But that only goes for spouses, and they will not pay for a certificate from NVLSP. If you take oh, the basic okay. training course for veterans benefits, <laughs> and I, I tried to get them to pay for it, but they wouldn't, because obviously that's going to teach uh, us more mm-hmm. about yeah, the VA system than they want us to know. But uh, there's a lot to it. And, oh, uh, I did uh, want to advance my pilot training, uh, uh, and they would not pay for that. It was more or less if you want to be a pilot, <laughs> join the Air Force. That's what I want to do. They want to do that to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and bartending school. I think they they pretty well um, exhausted uh, themselves on that. They they won't pay for courses on that. Right. Now, Bert, what, but, um, what's, the form, what's the form when you first start this thing? Is it is that form? Is it a twenty two fifty four ninety? Is that the application? Uh, I, I'm I'm I think you're absolutely right. Fifty four ninety. 
It's a tw- I think it's a twenty-two fifty-four ninety, but I could be wrong. It usually comes with the award of one hundred percent permanent and total to the veteran. And in my case, I had um, two two of these applications: one for me, and one for my daughter. Uh, however, uh, you have to really fill out the application carefully to get the COE, the certificate of eligibility. And on the application, and we had somebody who had it a few months ago, they were unsure of how to fill it out, uh, some of the questions. Uh, these are guesstimates we can give, uh, John, on, uh, like they said, how long will it take you to receive, you know, get your degree, and what is your estimate of the cost. And mm-hmm. so uh, whatever figures I put down were technically estimates, but it came out pretty close to, you know, what I thought it would cost. And also, I had already picked uh, American Military University as the college I would attend. But even that, <laughs> if uh, if a dependent is not too sure yet, mm-hmm. uh, they don't have to worry about that so much. Uh, like in my daughter's case, she didn't put down any school, but they did give her the uh, certificate of eligibility. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, oh uh, and very importantly, they, her first COE award said she was eligible for one month. <laughs> I can't believe this. Mm-hmm. A DEA. One month one because month. she was, yeah, because she was turning 26, like uh, one month later. 26 mm-hmm. is usually the cutoff date. And she called yeah. me up cursing and screaming so much, John. I, I said, Francis, you're cursing so much. Did you join the Marine Corps? Uh, <laughs> you know, here she was Air Force. I thought she reacted to the court. <laughs> I said, calm down, Mommy, I'll fix it. What they did, and I bet they tried to get away with this, but she said this letter she got looked so official, John, mm-hmm. that her first impulse was, oh, well, it's the federal government. I guess they're right. And then within a few minutes, she, she said, oh, well, this is a DA. This sounds screwed up. Well, what they have on the application is an area there if you are a veteran because they will credit your DEA time with as many years as you served. Well, mm-hmm. she served seven years, filled it all out correctly, it's attached her DD-214, and like true to the, you know, the VA educational department is sometimes an oxymoron <laughs> because... In spite of doing all that, they they completely ignored her military time. So I wrote an NOD for her right away. And she said I also added, uh, made it into a Q claim. I I don't have a copy. I don't remember. I wrote it for her, but I told her, I said, you have to sign it and mail it yourself. And she did. And with three or four weeks, she called me up and she said, Mommy, (laughs) she said, they fixed it. They gave me the one month, which had already passed by, uh, but they did give her firmly the seven years. And this is important, John. I wonder how many times they do this. Every day. Why should a dependent, you know? Here, an eligible dependent who served, and that service period is added onto their eligibility. And like my daughter said, you know, she said the letter looks so official that, you know, 
like you said, a lot of people won't question it. And oh, and one thing about the GI Bill, the GI Bill itself is a whole show and a half. Uh, I think the best thing anybody listening in, if they are interested in the GI Bill eligibility uh, or attempting to use it, uh, we have information that had it, and I always put a link to military.com because um, uh, my daughter had a veteran one day. She, she said he needs some help, Mom. He can't understand a word at the VA website on the GI Bill. And I said, yeah, I've been there. I know what he means. Military.com has the best explanation of all, of all. and probably uh, there's you know so many forums they've got that others have shared. <laughs> you know their uh, way of going with this stuff. But in any event, the GI Bill. There's been a lot of changes to that, and that that's separate from Chapter 35. That's Chapter 31, I think, isn't it? It, yeah, I, yeah, I'm sure you're right on that, John. Yeah, but I'll this, tell uh, you, form, uh, this disabled veteran form only covers chapters 33 and 35. Oh, so I guess the yeah. other process, I guess, for the GI Bill and for the other education benefits is probably a little different process, and it looks like it's a different application. <laughs> Boy, I don't know. And and you know, when I started at AMU, I was the only civilian, and. Uh, we used to have a coffee patch in different little areas where we could actually um, uh, share online with each other. We even had homework assignments like that. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I was in the battle. Uh, I had to give battle orders, command orders uh, online. <laughs> you know, it's hard for me to explain how that works. It, it sounds strange, but it works that way. And uh, there were a lot of uh, students, of, uh, they were military, active duty, and uh, a lot of them were having a lot of trouble with the GI Bill. This was in 2003, mm-hmm. 4, and 5. And uh, finally, I think, no. And finally, the VA got it straightened out. And but the way the GI Bill is paid is different than Chapter 35, John. Uh, I had to pay my tuition every semester myself. Uh, then I had to send a note to the um, my VA uh, counselor at the school. I sent her email uh, with all the information, what I had paid and for what course. And I think it also went through the financial aid office at that point. And then she, in turn, contacted the VA educational department. And I would get reimbursed maybe six weeks later, or maybe five months later. <laughs> I've got one for you. Yeah, um, but but uh, I, hopefully maybe they've squared that away a little bit better now. I mean, well, people well, don't realize, <laughs> you know. Um, and it, oh, oh, go ahead, Carol. Uh, what if you didn't have the funds to pay that, uh, Berta? Uh, uh, then you were you SOL. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they, yeah, then you're SOL. You've got a benefit that you have to pay for before you can get the benefit back. Uh, I think it's outrageous. And, and I imagine a lot of spouses, uh, on the application, they ask for your uh, employment um, concerns. Uh, uh, yeah, oh, don't, go ahead. Don't, 
don't they require you to take so many hours also? I mean, you just can't go uh, one like uh, uh, one hour or two or two hours a semester. Uh, you have to right. do many hours. I think it's 12, if I remember. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure. I don't remember, Gerald. Um, uh, it's, it's all in the Chapter 35 pamphlet which is on the VA website, and I'll, I'll post a link to that uh, when our show is done for, you know, for anybody that needs it. Uh, yeah, there are requirements uh, for how much uh, school time you put in. I also took some accelerated courses. Uh, they were three-month courses that were accelerated into, I think, six or eight weeks, and that I don't really advise for anybody unless they've been to college before you know I mean uh, you know it's it's a that was very intense work and it also meant that um, the credit hours that they paid me were less but now I'm thinking the tuition I paid must have been less and I actually forget but yeah there are requirements Uh, college is hard I went to college in a traditional campus environment uh, for about six years. Uh, the degree I got from the military university was all online. Uh, it was much harder than being in campus environment online. Um, uh, there's, there's a lot more to it uh, than that. I'm just being brief. But the VA will offer under DEA um, restorative training needs Um for uh, even a dependent who has a handicap, uh, a handicap of some sort, and also they might offer um, the same thing they do with book rehab. Um, oh, I forget what it's called. Um, it, 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 it's extra training in an area that you're having problems with. I forget what they call that. Um, I, I don't know. Um, what it is, uh, but you know they they do all they can oh, to uh, help. Tutoring. Huh? Are you tutoring. Think, are you talking about tutoring? Yeah, I couldn't think of what it was called tutoring. Uh, Voc rehab uh, has that as well. My husband took advantage of some tutoring when he first started college. Uh, also, they did accommodate his handicap of PTSD. He asked for two. Accommodations, and they did that. Of course, that was a um, a campus college, but uh, you know, which which uh, a survivor or dependent could be going to a campus college too, as well as online. And uh, believe me, it is wonderful. It's a wonderful benefit. Uh, I was awarded a book grant by the Corps. Now, I noticed on the VA uh, website this morning. Uh, they said that interested people uh, under Chapter 5 should look into the Marine um, uh, John Day Fry Scholarship Program. And also someone told me that I was eligible for a Pell Grant, but I never applied. That would have been paid to me in addition to um, the refund of my tuition. Uh, John, do you know anything about that? Uh, it depends. I mean, Pell Grants are a federal grant side for 
certain educational people is you have to meet certain, uh, I guess there's certain in- income requirements and things like that, and, and you have to have a certain GPA. But uh, oh. that's a pretty common program, and a lot of colleges yeah. do get help, you know. But what's got me is is, uh, is a little bit interesting here is, uh, of course, this is based on which state you live in. Yeah. For example, now, some states have got an education benefit for, for the permanent total veterans or for somebody died in the line of duty or, you know, their dependents. And Kentucky is one of them states. Um, they have a program to where you can attend any institution, state institution within the state, like I say, the University of Kentucky or University of Louisville, any college like that in the state tuition free. Oh yeah, boy. And so, what I'm trying to figure this situation out is, does that interfere with Chapter 35 benefits at all? Because a person may be able to live in a state that has this benefit, take this benefit for a year, four years to get your uh, bachelor degree, and then when you go to, you can go to grad school or go into some other school and then use your Chapter 35 to cover that. Do you think that would be possible? Uh, yes, as long as that um, 26-year-old deadline uh, is not reached, that. Uh, that, that's that's really something to look into, John. I mean, yeah. Uh, no, you know, I want to go to Harvard. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, why not? Why not? Uh, that that's a very interesting situation. But I wonder. Um, see, what I don't know. Uh, but I think my daughter found out that they would definitely pay for her master's. But beyond okay. that, we had a few veterans that had it that were going for PhDs mm-hmm. <laughs> under Chapter 31, both rehab. You know what PhD stands uh, for? Huh? I'm you know sorry. what PhD stands for? Pretty hard degree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course, a PhD is one thing, but it is not an MD. Um, mm. And, um, <laughs> but uh, PhDs, you know, Good enough. I mean, that's for you know what the psychologists at the VA have. But Research. The psychiatrists have the, uh, the yeah. Uh, that's pretty interesting. Uh, but of course, in the restriction of Chapter Thirty-five, the restriction is up to age twenty-six, unless there's military service. But then again, there's you know there's exceptions to everything. And uh, PR, you know Philip Rogers, I remember. Oh yeah, uh, no. his, yeah. He, uh, his daughter um, got additional benefits, and I think it had something to do with the age requirement. See, this is the kicker. Um, sometimes it takes so long to get the award that's necessary oh, yeah. to be eligible. Uh, in my case, uh, my husband's award for 100% P&T came three years after he died. <laughs> you know, uh, so but it was right. had three years. It's, uh, they don't do a retro? Uh, well, they do, but the problem is that Frances, my daughter at the time, had the award, had, had that award already been adjudicated she probably would have gone to college instead of joining the Air Force. Yeah. 
And when that award, and I had a claim in for it, well, uh, she ended up where she decided, well, I'm going to join the Air Force anyhow. And uh, if if we get, because, you know, you never know if they're going to make that award. I had, had to fight over it. Uh, she figured, well, I could use a Chapter 35 in the long run when I get out of the service. But um, the award came uh, two weeks before she went off to Lackland Air Force Base. That's a crap, you know. But it was retroactive. Well, she was you active know, duty this time, right? Huh? So she was I mean, active duty, so she was active uh, duty. Well, yeah. Yeah, she she had enlisted uh, while she was in high school. Okay. But the award, so te- I mean, so technically she hadn't really gone in yet. She had all her tests and everything. Oh, she was in the delayed entry program. Yeah, delayed entry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But in any event, um, and it was actually, uh, the the 100% was retroactive to three years before he died. <laughs> you know what I mean? These yes. things are confusing, and they have made a lot of mistakes on my um, Chapter 35. Not big ones, uh, but uh, one big mistake was when I was awarded direct service-connected debt. This was in 2009. <clears throat> I said, oh, i got to collect me some of my money because they were paying me under 1151. And uh, believe me, it it brought me a wealth of additional benefits and money. And I'm probably the only person I know of that ever did that, John. And that's why it's important. If people, people have to look at things out of the box. If you have a veteran who dies because of malpractice, I think the survivor should definitely try to get an award for direct service connection. If they can. They should. Sometimes they can. Uh, I'm the only case I know of that ever did that. Probably more. When I was awarded for direct service connected death of my husband due to Agent Orange diabetes, uh, one of the people I had a contact was Chapter 35 because I had continued my education when my delimiting date stopped, which I think was, I, I don't know when it was, but I had paid $6,000 additional out-of-pocket because I was no longer eligible under 35. But because of the laws and long story, and they tried to give me a little hard time about it, but I did get back that money, $6,000, because I had proven direct service connected death, and they had to give me a brand-new DEA award letter. And I, I, actually, I might still have a little bit of time left uh, because last year I was actually thinking of back, going back to AMU. And uh, I did have time left at that time on my, you know, Chapter 35. But, but it's just like something I said I had today. We have to read everything very carefully. We have to check all their edition if they do an audit. And then we have to, no matter what they say, because I don't believe anything they say anymore regarding claims. We have to study the regulations and go over it again and get a second or third party, a family member, you know, and just say, look, read this and tell me what you think it means. And then they can always get another opinion from a pet rep, too, which may or may not, you know, be worth their time. 
It's yeah. all based on the interpretation of the of, of the regs, yeah. and sometimes their interpretation is not, uh, you know, they kind yeah. of stack the deck in their own favor. So, yeah, that's where you get and, a lot and they of mistake. Go. Oh yeah, uh, and I sit down the v- Oh, go ahead, John. Let me let me change gears. I wanted to announce something here uh, uh, for you folks that have commissary privileges. Uh, I know a lot of people have the privileges but don't use a commissary. If you've got one close enough, uh, go online to the commissary's website. And uh, they started the case lot sales back. And uh, so they're all having case lot sales here with this month, between this month and next month. So if a person wants some uh, you know, good, good cheap food, they need to check that out. And that's something I wanted to throw in there. That's good information. Um uh, I was out the other day with a friend of mine, 20 years Air Force retired, and uh, he was showing me his base card or the ID card that he needs. But like he said, we don't have any BXs or bases around us at all uh, where we live. You know, but it's a good deal. It's a good it's for a person to have. Sometimes, huh? Sometimes you might have to drive to get to one. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good deal for selling that by the cases. Oh, we still on there? Uh, I hope so. <laughs> yes, I'm still here. <laughs> oh, yeah. thanks God. Quiet. I might, I might have, no, I might have stepped away for a second, guys. So y'all just keep going. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, uh, how far is the commissary from you, Berta? Um, the last one I was in was in Texas. Oh. <laughs> I'm in New York. Well, um, now, that's, we a, used, that's quite a drive. You put them on just... <laughs> yeah. I would think maybe four drums the closest one to me. Yeah. Yeah, and... Kind of um, like here at, here at the nearest ones... <laughs> About 250 miles. Yeah, oh, gee. I mean, with gas prices, it's not worth what you save. Uh, no, it wouldn't be. I wish they had websites. Miles away. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but that's any commissary. Yeah, boy. I used to think the canteen at our local VA was a commissary. Uh, and they're not, but they do have a lot of stuff cheap. Ever go there, John? I have to the one in in uh, Muskogee. Yeah. And, uh, boy, they got a lot of stuff packed in that little place. They don't have. Yeah, any, we. It's not a great big one, but. Yeah, we we've got two in the local VA here. And I think I bought a, several things out there. They, wasn't that bad a price? Yeah, and it's quality merchandise. It's not, uh, uh, you know. Uh, no, it's not cheap stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah, it's it's quality merchandise. But they don't have any food items. Oh, you, you 
back with it, John? No, I guess he'd still be busy there. But uh, uh, you yeah, back here. Oh, okay. So uh, the uh, the school in Berta. Uh, now you mentioned that you had to prepay. Uh, yes, as far as I know, Gerald, none of that's changed. I mean, but I don't. Now, if you any... was under a Chapter Thirty-Five, you wouldn't have to prepay, do you? Well, under see, under Thirty-Five, as a dependent, I had to pay in advance. Oh. Under Voc Rehab, I guess that's Chapter Thirty-One. That's and they only 35. reimburse you uh, if you pass the courses, right? Oh yeah, yeah. If, I had if, a high if, keep. If you plunk out, uh, like you, you know, I took this class and I just made an F. <laughs> you right. Uh, I don't know how that works, Carol. Uh, I had a high GPA, and I don't know how it works if you if you fail or something. But VA is not going to pay if you fail. Yeah, I think you have to maintain the C average, don't you? Uh, I think it's got to be a a, a passing grade. You have to make a passing yeah. grade. Yeah. So. But uh, uh, you know, that's why anyone going to college, especially if you've been out of school a while, I recommend don't hesitate. Get get locked in on that uh, tutor program because it's certainly well worth. Uh, the time and energy you put it, that's put into it. Those tutors are really good. Yeah. Now, for a veteran under Voc Rehab, uh, my husband went to Corning College. Uh, he had a superb uh, counselor. She was a Desert Storm veteran, and um, I mean, he didn't have to pay for anything. You know, and she made it all very smooth for his, you know, transition through. But, uh, and I, I think probably every vocational rehab counselor in a college, you know, they, I bet they do their job very well. Uh, but he did have a lot of problems at the beginning. He had not been, uh, I mean, he left high school to join the Marine Corps. <laughs> you know, he got a GED in the Marine Corps, and this was in 1964, and uh, he had problems uh, with uh, the math and even with English for a while. But uh, with a tutor, uh, a few weeks here and there, it's amazing what comes back to you. Uh, yeah, I think it makes a lot of difference. And uh, even my spouse going in, uh, you know, if they've been out of school a while, a, a tutor would certainly be beneficial. Yeah. And that okay. and they free, I think. And, and and they pay for it. The VA pays for it. Yeah. If they, you know, I mean, if they approve it, they will pay for it. Uh, the monthly rate for DEA uh, is up to a thousand for full time training. Uh-huh. Uh Three quarter time, seven fifty two. Um, I think I was between three quarter and full time, sometimes. Um, but sometimes I was one quarter time or less. And that monthly rate was two fifty, and this is per credit hour, I think. 
you know, I'm looking at this, John. It's the VA website, and it is very hard to comprehend. They don't want to make it easy. It's not easy for anybody to navigate that website. It's not intended no. to be that way. No. And, and uh, the GI Bill part uh, years ago was terrible. I mean, really, nobody could figure it out. Well, you know, but uh, but there's a lot there available. It's an DEA pamphlet, which um, I heard a lot of that's a pamphlet in the mail. I had it, maybe you remember John and Gerald, about two years ago. And they figured, oh, gee, I must have won my 100% claim. <laughs> I'm getting a DEA pamphlet. Well, for some reason, I guess it was another snafu in the VA. You know, they have nothing better to do. So they decided to send in, uh, out a lot of these pamphlets to veterans and the families who were not eligible for DEA yet. You know, and that's a heck of a thing to do. Don't you agree? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's yeah, a problem. Because I mean, anytime, it's a quagmire. Anytime you deal with that, yeah, you know, because you're always having to jump through hoops. Any process you deal with the VA is definitely a very, very, very aggravating process. Uh, absolutely, and it's really yeah. worth their while, uh, in my opinion, uh, John. For any veteran, if they get a TDIU award or 100% scheduler, so it's not permanent in total. In my opinion, they're going to get a little bit of retro, maybe a lot. They should go mm-hmm. right out and find a vocational expert counselor to write them up for P&T. Yeah, and, that's and, should I mean, be. Yeah, and then apply for it and get it. Although maybe even on their own, they, they won't even need uh, that, that special uh, med- you know, educational opinion. But... But still, why not do it? Because that's going to be worth more to them than um, than they might realize at the time with that hundred percent or TDIU. So, well, the other benefit, the other benefits perm total, you know, it really outweighs the need for not having it because you see so many people have had it that are hundred percent that are trying to get their P and T. Yeah, and everybody's, yeah. you know, a lot of folks are trying to get their their special monthly compensation award. So yeah. you know, that's a pretty big bite out of had it because you see a lot of you know you see a lot of folks post that information um yeah we, we yeah but the, well, we the, had other one benefit, the other day yeah yeah oh go ahead john the other benefits are really really uh uh how do you say they're, they're, they're beneficial to the, to the veteran because you know not just do you get your education benefits but I mean, uh-oh Are we on? <laughs> yeah, hello out there. Oh, my. <laughs> but, uh, I, that uh, sounds like a tough The P&T, uh, Berta, don't, uh, don't they award that when, when they award 100%? I mean, it's possibly. Uh, no, not not always. Not, not always. Not always. Not always. Not always. Not always. They did, and, and they did him uh, uh, P&T time they awarded is 100%. Uh, yeah. Uh, so They consider uh, when they award your award, they get 100%. They look at your disabilities, and they try to see, well, if you've got a serious disability or or they call it static yeah. within the realm of the VA. And uh, So, for example, if you've got diabetes and, 
and uh, you know you've got issues like that and uh, some pretty serious diabetes maybe with some uh, peripheral neuropathy and things like that then yeah that's pretty much PNT because it's going to last the rest of your life yeah that's right you know, or if you're missing a limb something like that you know that's, PI, that's a dead set PNT um, but some of these folks will get uh, like for example PTSD I think the VA hates awarding PTSD for some reason or another. I don't know what their, you know, backdrop is, but a lot of folks don't get permanent total for PTSD issues. And uh, that's probably 60 or 70 percent of the ones that I've seen post. And, yeah. Uh, so, of course, there's, there's always room for improvement, they say. Of course, now last I heard that the MIT was inventing a magic pill for PTSD. You guys hear about that? Uh, I, I was reading about that, yes. Yeah. Of course, you know, we've talked uh, uh, quite a bit, you know, for a long time now that they was going to come out with some magic potion, Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, don't tell them what it'll be, but uh, uh, someone with uh, PTSD, uh, they need to uh, keep track of all this and kind of get prepared. and 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 uh, read up on your options. Uh, be be certain you know all your options when it comes to this. Yes, you should know all your options, especially if you if you even qualify for P and T. Within your award letter, they send you uh, the the commiss you know the commissary privileges and the exchange of privileges. There are so many benefits out there, you know, for persons permanent total, uh, not just from the federal level, but also from your state level. Some states have a lot better uh, programs than others. You know, for example, uh, some states give you a tax break. Some states give you a tax waiver for your property taxes. Yeah. And uh, other states like uh, Oklahoma, this comes to mind, is they uh, actually admit you from paying any sales tax. Wow. Wow. Is, you know, pretty, uh, you know that's wow. a terrific deal, and I don't know why all the states don't do that. Uh, uh, that's really, uh, you know, you pay more in sales tax than you realize over the years. Everything you buy, yeah. Everything you buy, yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you also realize, too, Gasoline, John. Now you're buying that at a at a pump. Usually yeah. Uh, now, I don't know. You probably pay taxes on that. You uh, can you take that to your accountant get a reimbursement? No. What you can do is uh, you can uh, maybe start utilizing things like a Walmart shopping card. And if you're in Oklahoma, you can probably go to Walmart and buy that shopping card and not pay the tax on that card. Oh. Probably save you some tax like that, but it wouldn't be much. You still want to pay some tax on gasoline, of course. But uh, yeah, yeah, you know, and uh, gas or diesel fuel. But you know, and most things, if you buy a vehicle, you know, that's going to save you several thousand dollars. Yes, it will. You know, if you buy an RV or a boat, you know, that's a good benefit. I mean, you know, you go out here and you serve your country, and. You don't have to be a wartime veteran. You know, the military is a dangerous place. It's an industrial place. You know, you've got machinery, equipment, you've got things. It's a, You know, these, these big ships in the Navy are floating cities, you know. They've got machine shops and they do everything. It's just like working at a factory. Some people get hurt, and that's what they have workers' comp for. 
You can't draw yeah. workers' comp in the military. You know, people are going to get yeah. up that way, too. Accidents do happen. Yeah. You know, but, you know, we see a lot of these folks well, out here that... Uh, actually, uh, more than you realize. Uh, yeah, it does. Every day that, somebody gets hurt. That one thing that uh, uh, concerns me the most about the military is the exposure issues. Uh, uh, more so years ago... Uh, Although they still have a lot of exposure issues, you, you're dealing with uh, a, a lot of cleaning solvents. Uh, you're dealing with, uh, I mean, we had to paint our barracks every, every so often. Uh, Did y'all use the red lid? Yeah, yeah. We, we had stuff takes your breath away. Have you ever yeah. seen that stuff, Berta? Have <clears throat> you ever seen the red lid? You ever seen red lid paint? It's a lead-based red paint that they used on the Navy. Used a lot of it, especially when they, when they took up, you know, when they were doing painting the bare metal. And yeah, you could you could be within fifty feet of that stuff, and it would take your breath away. Wow! Oh, I believe it, John. Yeah, I mean, that's how strong it was. And, yeah, uh, but there, there's uh, multiple uh, things in the military. Uh, yeah, that that can you know cause problems at the time, and then later on, uh, we recently I posted a uh, Korean uh, Veterans Award um, uh, that the DVA awarded for uh, toxicity exposure, uh, but they did not get into the Agent Orange issue, and I think mm-hmm. it was outside of the Agent Orange perimeters on the Korean Agent Orange regulations. And uh, was he on DMZ? What bothered? Huh? Was he on the DMZ or any air bases? <clears throat> was he, uh, he anyone near the DMZ? No, I don't think he was. Uh, but uh, and what bothered me about the award is uh, they don't BBA decisions do not account for all the evidence that they've considered, and I found that out when when I got an, uh, an award for the BBA. Yeah, I was shocked that they didn't mention all of my evidence, but they only mentioned. Um, the you know three or four things that were the top notch things that they awarded on, because right. uh, I, I was curious to see if this guy, uh, oh he did have two independent medical opinions. Uh, I was curious to see how much he narrowed down the toxins he was exposed to, uh, because that's one problem with toxin claims. Uh, mm-hmm. I've seen it over and over again. Like if like if you said red lead paint, well that mm-hmm. to me is pretty specific. But if you just say, I was exposed to toxins in the paint shop, that's mm-hmm. not specific enough. You know what I mean? Or if, um, well, yeah, and uh, as I remember, and it's, it still has had it, I posted it maybe two weeks ago. I think what he did prove is direct exposure to TCP, I mean TPC, yeah. uh, which is compounded to all the rainbow Agent Orange things. That's trichloroethylene. Like, yeah, pro- polypropylene. Yeah. <clears throat> like, yeah, the DEA, all, all that stuff. I mean, it's all, uh, you know, uh, it can be devastating to a person's system. And I'm a person with allergies. You can hear me even coughing on a real nice day, but it's ragweed time. But there are certain chemicals that I'm allergic to, and if mm-hmm. I was working around them, uh, I could never work in a gas station. I'd probably pass out in three hours. 
<laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah. Boy. Yeah, it's it's not just chemicals too, because you're exposed to all kinds of chemicals and servers because there's all kinds of cleaning solvents and there's fuels and there's you know there's a plethora. There's even you know they even have their own bug killers in the Air Force. Oh, you know, so. absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. But, but if it's you know, if it's ranking. <laughs> go ahead, Bert. Go ahead, Josh. Well, I'm you know, just saying, if it's ever, uh, oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, it all starts, this all starts, folks, when you go in service. It's your second day. You get there late at night, and you go to boot camp. Well, your second day, they take you to this building, line everybody up, and they take you inside, and you sit in a chair. And you know when it starts, and the guy looks at you, and he says, uh, how do you want it cut? And you said, well, take a little bit off the top. <laughs> After you get done cut, you have nothing on the top. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they love the guys with long hair. Let me tell you, they love the blood hair. It don't end. You know, I checked my second command division officer, and uh, the chief looked at me and says, Monday morning you're going to his bestest rip-out school. How you like that? Boy. You don't have a choice. No, no. About anything. I don't know. Do they have more of a choice nowadays? I think they're even letting some of them grow beards, ain't they? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard that. Or, or maybe like submarine fashion. Submarine service only, maybe. I don't know. I think tattoos are uh, okay. Well, maybe they always were. And well, I think that... Um, well, I think women can wear earrings if they're not, if they're very plain. If they don't hang but, down, you got to have, you yeah. got to have them, they got to be attached to your ear and not hang down below your ear. There's, there's a regulation yeah. for everything. There's a regulation to make regulations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, it don't matter. Right now, you know, you know, John, but, uh, but to get back to talk. Uh, I just don't want to, I didn't want to forget to mention, if a veteran's MOS and if they have buddy statements or anything else that can help them prove to the VA that they were exposed to a specific chemical and then if they can define the chemical well, like, yeah, a lot of them say JP4, JP2, but they still have to get more specific than that and then prove how they were exposed to it and what was it in the JP4 that gave him the disability, and that usually has to be developed by an IMO doctor. Because you know yourself, John, um, one veteran might have uh, chronic rashes from ethanol, alcohol, or whatever it is, and gasoline, or Mm -hmm. whatever it's called. Another veteran might not have the rash, but might have a respiratory disorder from it. You know? It depends on the, yeah, it depends on exposure. Yeah. Yeah. In your body. Exposure has yeah. Uh, if you're trying to prove a chemical exposure issue, whether it be a toxin, uh, uh, uh JP4, JP5 fuels, uh, the best thing to do, you can actually do this research on the computer yourself. Uh, you can actually pull up the military material safety data sheets for that, for that item. And you can take that, send oh. that along with your stuff to get your IMO, yeah. and the doctor can look at that, and he can he can put two and two together. But the MSDS is a very important item to have. Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. You're right about that, John. It's a very uh, important item to have because you know that uh, in research, what what, material what safety data sheets, material safety oh. data sheets, MSDS. Yeah, they're, they're supposed yeah. to have that on every chemical they they deal with. Uh, that could be a smoking gun to a whole lot of your claims up there, folks. Uh, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep, those things are valuable. Very valuable. Because if it's a processed chemical, it's got to have one by federal law. And they can't, they can't hold, they can't have that information that has to be published. Boy. Yeah, uh, they used to have them in the shop, uh, uh, we had a, a like a folder that had all the different agents that was within the shop. I mean, you had to do that because OSHA would come in and and you'd get in all kinds of trouble if that wasn't available. Boy, boy, I thought they didn't tell you, John. Did they tell you, sailors, that your ships were full of asbestos? Though? Was that in a, in a little notice on the wall? <laughs> well, no, but uh, we had uh, anytime you anytime you're in a yeah. repair situation in the military, if you work at a, a maintenance facility or a tender or something like that, even on the boats, you know, you uh, have to realize that there's a lot of high pressure steam piping and there's a lot of hot heat, and asbestos was the only way to you know to keep that from protrading through because some of the stuff's hot in melt fiberglass. Well, and yeah. So what they did is, uh, we had a lot of issues with asbestos, and uh, but what we did is we didn't go looking for it, you know, because it was there. A journal was right one thing, and you get a lot of uh, sailors, especially, um, especially these neat freaks, like to hang all the clothes up. Then um, mm. the burning department, used to go, and I've seen them take these coat hangers, the metal ones, and stick them in the insulation to hang their clothes up. Yeah. So, ah. Yes, they did. I noticed one guy one day doing it, and I looked up, and there's a high-pressure steam line, and every time he'd do it, a little poof of white stuff would come out of it. Mm, so boy. I went and got his boy. I went and got his clothes. I took them down and laid them on his rack, and uh, he come down. He was he was mad at me for doing it, raising cane, you know, ah. and when I white because I touched his stuff. So boy. I got me a little I got me a mask. I put a mask on, and I got a little bitty razor blade knife. And a pair of little black tweezers, and I took, cut me a little square out of that stuff inside and outside, and put it in that baggie. And then I took a piece of insulation, just uh, with the stuff on it, and patched the hole up. I sent it off to be hmm. tested, and sure enough, it tested for uh, ambicide asbestos. Boy, boy, so, boy! I went to the repair officer. He went to the old man, and they shut that compartment down. It's a big compartment, too. It slept about 200 people. They shut it mm. down, put a barge over next to the boat, let it stay on the barge, and we had to go through there and boy. tear it all out and redo it all. Oh, boy. So, and boy, yeah, boy. Just, you know, he didn't know what he was doing. He didn't know. So I'm sure there's a lot of sailors that did that, you know, over the years. Yeah, and uh, that's probably the main reason for his best exposure is that. And uh, sometimes they move equipment and they hit steam pipes and stuff. I've seen some bad stuff with his bestest folks. I tell you, 
some of the worst stuff you ever want right. to see. So there's some stuff I can't talk right. about because I'm sworn to secrecy, like uh, stuff in the submarine Jeez. service, you know what I mean? So, but uh, you're exposed yeah. to people, and there's a lot of stuff. You know, you don't know it. Yeah. It's like secondhand smoke, yeah. but this stuff here can kill you. If you slept in that apartment for two or three years, you probably did by now. Oh, yeah. Boy. You're right. And certainly later on, sometimes it takes, uh, what, 10, 15, 20 years, maybe 30 years. Up to 40. Yeah, even up to 40. Yeah. Some those fibers fibers are indestructible. They'll get in your lungs, and basically they'll sit there dormant, sit there and sit there, and then one of these days your body keeps trying to reject it, so it keeps trying to kick it out. And what happens is it uh, swells up, and next thing you know, you've got mesothelioma or, or asbestos or cancer from that issue. Boy. And, uh, Boy. There's, you know, you're you're a dead man. That's all there is to it. I mean, you know, it's going to get you sooner or later. Boy. Yeah, you met with cancer, and I found that his specific type of cancer was one of the cancers that could be like you said, John, it was diagnosed almost 40 years after he served uh, in the Navy. Then what I time found was it? What, huh? What type what was it? What kind was it? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was colon cancer, but it, I'm not, you know, I actually forget. He wore a, uh, a pisciotomy bag. Check it. Okay. So okay. I'm thinking colon, but for some reason, I, That's a good I, I've had a yeah, and um, that's a good point. You don't have to have lung cancer. No, okay. and it um, can be uh, all. That's right. I mean, yep. I uh, uh, I had all the uh, research uh, that he needed for an IMO uh, because, of course, the VA is not going to buy what we were selling, and um, yep. he also had an eleventh lung issue that I helped him with. And I gave him pictures of his ship, and which he was thrilled to see again. You know, he, he poor guy, he didn't even have a computer. Uh, but I found evidence at the VA website itself that his ship was sent as salvage to Iran because there was so much asbestos, they couldn't possibly clean it up. They had to salvage it. And um, so he had a lot of good um, ducks in a row there. And went to the BVA. Of course, my regional office, they don't know how to read, so they denied him. And he went to the BVA, and I still thought he had a good shot, and he died. He died while his claim was at the BVA, and he had no one, no family, you know, no spouse or anyone to take it over. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but we've got a minute left. Oh. Oh, man. Where'd this <laughs> hour go? Good. We need to follow up on this, Berta. We need to come back on in a week or two and, and, and follow up this this information because I think we need to also d- dive into the other benefits too. And uh, yeah, I look some of the yeah. state benefits. But uh, yeah, good idea. I, thank, I think we're. I do want to thank you for your information. You are a wealth of information, and we appreciate you so much. You you just you just don't well, know. Thank you, John. So are you. And, you know, and I talk a lot about everything, and I talk too much sometimes. It's a website, even. I type too much. But my husband and I had so many problems 
that our problems cover just about everything wrong that can go wrong with the claim at the VA, you know. And through all that misery, I learned a lot, you know. And and uh, so that's the good. When when bad things happen, good things resolve. And okay. um, so uh, that's why I can talk about uh, multiple <laughs> VA-related okay, issues. We're completely out of time, so... You're okay. on your knowledge there to other veterans there and yeah. helping them, Bert, and that's, yeah. you know, that's what it's all about. Just because Absolutely. You, you win your claim, don't don't stop, uh, uh, Yeah. you know, uh, reach a helping hand out to another veteran if you can. Uh, yeah, and, it all and helps. It's nothing but support, you know. It don't yeah. Help. Anything. Folks, we want to thank everybody for listening to the show today. Uh, We're going to do a follow-up in a couple of weeks. Uh, uh, You can download this or you can listen to it on the archives, too. Uh, It's a good informational show. If you've got a a Chapter 35 beneficiary in your household, this is one you've got to listen to. And we'll uh, we'll put a link up to it on Had It, too, and uh, let folks listen to the archive on it. Okay, with that, we want to thank you all for tuning in, and and uh, hopefully uh, you got some benefit, and we want to thank Haddock for sponsoring this uh, broadcast. Uh, be, be able to, uh, uh, veterans wouldn't be able to take advantage of it. So uh, be sure to go to Haddock, anything you need to know about uh, veterans' benefits and the claims. This will be Gerald Cook with the Had It Podcast. We'll be signing off for now. You've been listening to the Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio Show, sponsored by Hadit.com. All opinions expressed here are the opinions of the individuals appearing on the show and are not the opinions of Hadit.com or Blog Talk Radio. Tune in next time for another edition of Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio and the Ask Bashford Show.